the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ancient civilizations would go to great lengths to bury the dead in their own homeland, which logically would have been Ur of the Chaldees. But Abraham no longer considered that home because this was the land of God's promise. This became his home. Hmm, that is a lesson to be learned, isn't it? And we'll do just that. Here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Hi there. Welcome to today's program. We're glad you've joined us. We're in Genesis chapter 23, and that key truth that Pastor Leighton just mentioned is really the focal point of our time together today. Where do you see yourself? Are you a part of this world or the one to come? That is the challenge left before us today. Here's Pastor Layton and today's study verse by verse. Now, Sarah had died in the promised land without receiving the promised land. In fact, she's not the first or last, for there are many generations who would die without receiving the fulfillment of the promise. Uh, Abraham, no doubt, was reminded of the words that God had given him again and again and again. During this time, for instance, in chapter 12, God has said to your offspring, I will give this land. And in chapter 13, all the land that you see, I will give it to you and your offspring forever. And again, arise, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. And then in chapter 15, to your offspring, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. And chapter 17, and I give you and your offspring after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And so no doubt as he's dealing with the death of his wife, these promises from God are going through his mind again and again. Dr. J. Vernon McGee wrote that Abraham wanted to be buried in this land so that when the resurrection came, he and Sarah would be raised in this land. You see... Abraham believed in God's power to resurrect. He believed in the resurrection. Remember when we were studying through the previous chapter, chapter 22, that uh, on those three days that he and his son and the two servants were traveling between Beersheba and Mount Moriah, where God had called him to sacrifice his son, those three days he was contemplating these questions that had come up in the confusion of God's instruction. How could God ask him to sacrifice Isaac through whom the promise would come before the promise had come? And yet still fulfill his promise because God keeps his promises. And so according to Hebrews chapter 11, we find that Abraham drew the conclusion that God planned to raise Isaac from the dead, even though that had never, ever occurred before in the history of the world. So he concluded that God could raise the dead and that God would raise the dead in order to fulfill his promise. Abraham believed God's power to resurrect. He wanted more than just a place to bury his wife and himself. He wanted to establish 
uh, a family tomb. You see, in ancient times, uh, there's this phrase that we find in the scriptures often, he was gathered to his father. He was gathered to his fathers. And that phrase we find in the Bible pictured an ancient Near East burial custom in which the person was laid to rest on the shelf or bench in the family cave, and then much later the bones of the deceased were gathered up and placed in a ossuary, a bone box, along with the bones of the ancestors. And so the process of being gathered to one's ancestors, literally, became a euphemism for death as well as a poetic image of a person being reunited with the departed loved ones in the life hereafter. And so Sarah was going to be the first ancestor to be buried in this tomb. And ancient civilizations would go to great lengths to bury the dead in their own homeland, which logically would have been Ur of the Chaldees. But Abraham no longer considered that home because this was the land of God's promise. This became his home. And the cave that Abraham hoped to purchase lay near the Oaks of Memory, that place that he'd settled when he first came to Hebron. Even though God had promised he and his descendants the land, he approached his neighbors as honored landholders. And I want you to note the respect with which this was exchanged. Uh, The Hittites replied to Abraham, Sir, listen to us. Now, we're going to hear this phrase, listen to us, a number of times. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but it's it's significant. Sir, listen to us. You're a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will refuse you his tomb for burying your dead. Now, Abraham had introduced himself as an alien and stranger, but the Hittites didn't look at him like that. They looked at him as a mighty prince, or if you're to take the literal original language, a prince of God. And that expression is too graphic to be something that was given to just anybody. It was special and specific to Abraham. Even though he was very humble, his hosts saw him as a person of great importance. And, of course, they are probably familiar with the fact that he had met people like Pharaoh in chapter 12 and Abimelech in chapter 20, and they might expect him to be considered royalty. Even though he lived very simply in a tent by choice, You remember after he returned with defeating the four kings, he could have taken over any city or all of the cities if he chose. He chose to live in a tent. And even though he chose to live in a tent, his life had a huge impact on his unbelieving neighbors. By contrast, Lot, his nephew, chose to move into Sodom, become part of the culture there, do business exchanges and develop relational ties. And although he didn't himself engage in their sinful activity, he didn't confront them either. And then when the time did come, when he tried to correct them, the men of Sodom said, who are you? Who do you think you are to correct us? We're going to treat you worse than the visitors. There's something to be learned from this, folks. And that's this. Sometimes Christians, individuals, and churches try too hard to be relevant and connect with their culture. We know of churches all around us that are doing exactly this. 
But by doing so, they compromise the respect required to bear an influence. Have you noticed that Abraham made no apparent effort to be relevant or fit in with his neighbors? But they had a great, great respect for him. The Hittites offered to share their burial tombs. Now, ancient people took uh, burial rituals very seriously, believed that the manner of the burial would affect how that person would spend uh, time in the afterlife. And so uh, they suggested Sarah join them in the afterlife by being buried with them. And, of course, this was not an acceptable option to Abraham because he had left behind his polytheistic superstitions and wanted nothing to do with them anymore. And he wanted him and his wife to be together in the presence of the one true God. And, and so a new and fresh and private place of burial was required. Verse 7. Then Abraham rose and bowed down before the people of the land, the Hittites. And in Ruth chapter 4, some, it tells us that sometimes these early negotiation phases were conducted while people were sitting around. They were just talking before they got to formal negotiations. And that would explain then why Abraham stood up, because it was time to get formal in the negotiation process. It was also a gesture to uh, express respect to those who had expressed respect to him as well. And the word that's translated bowed here is not bowing the neck, it's bowing from the waist. He, he expressed great respect for them. He said to them, if you're willing to let me bury my dead, then listen to me. There it is again. And intercede with Ephron, son of Zohar, on my behalf, so he will sell me the cave of Machpelah, which belongs to him and is at the end of the field. Ask him to sell it to me for the full price as a burial site among you. Abraham has figured out which cave he wants and where it is and who owns it. And uh, in the Bible, names are always significant. And there's a significance to the name Machpelah, the name of the tomb. You see, the name Machpelah signifies double, double. Now, it could mean a double cave, which is the design of the ancient sepulchers. But it could also mean double doors as well. A cave with double doors, a tomb with double doors. In other words, there's a way in and there's also a way out. There's a door in and a door out because when we die, our last breath on earth is immediately followed by our first breath in heaven. The body stays behind, but we continue just passing through. Machpelah. Ephraim the Hittite was sitting among his peoples. And he replied to Abraham in the hearing of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of the heavy city. No, my Lord, he said, listen to me. I give you the field and I give you the cave that's in it. I give it to you in the presence of my people. Bury your dead. So in one sentence, he mentions three times, I give you, I give you. Now, I don't sell it, I give you. And the offer was refused by Abraham because that would have given the possibility of Ephraim's heirs a right to reclaim the land after Ephron died. This I give to you is really part of the uh, uh, Middle Eastern bargaining process. Uh, a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago now, some of the people from our church were able to go and visit Israel, and my wife and I were able to go as well. And one of those stops was at a store 
And when we walked into the store, the first thing they did was give gifts. So everybody got a, a, a Jerusalem cross in wood. And uh, then they continued the, the process. Now, I mentioned that there's this phrase that recurs here a number of times, listen to me or listen to us, uh, and it's going to occur some more times. It might be translated hear me or hear us or some other way in your translation, but this is a phrase that is used in the negotiation progress as a marker. In the negotiation between Abraham and the Hittite, this expression signals that a counterproposal is to be presented. So there's a process to this. And so each time the expression is used, the negotiation moves to a new stage or phase. Well, this is a fascinating passage of Scripture, showing us the details surrounding the purchase of this property for a burial grounds, if you will. Well, we have more to follow. That will include tomorrow's program. We trust you can make a few moments of your time and spend it with us then. If you have questions about today's program or if you would like to review it in its entirety, visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Well, tomorrow we close out our look at Genesis chapter 23. Join us then for study verse by verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.